Section 24 of Young Folks Treasury, Volume 3, edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe, adapted by John Lang. Section 1. How Robinson First Went to Sea, and How He Was Shipwrecked. Long, long ago, before even your grandfather's father was born, there lived in the town of York a boy whose name was Robinson Crusoe. Though he never even saw the sea till he was quite a big boy, he had always wanted to be a sailor, and to go away in a ship to visit strange, foreign, far-off lands, and he thought that if he could only do that, he would be quite happy. But his father wanted him to be a lawyer, and he often talked to Robinson, and told him of the terrible things that might happen to him if he went away, and how people who stopped at home were always the happiest. He told him, too, how Robinson's brother had gone away, and had been killed in the wars. So Robinson promised at last that he would give up wanting to be a sailor. But in a few days the longing came back as bad as ever, and he asked his mother to try to coax his father to let him go just one voyage. But his mother was very angry, and his father said, If he goes abroad he will be the most miserable wretch that ever was born. I can give no consent to it. Robinson stopped at home for another year till he was nineteen years old, all the time thinking and thinking of the sea. But one day, when he had gone on a visit to Hull, a big town by the sea, to say good-bye to one of his friends, who was going to London, he could not resist the chance. Without even sending a message to his father and mother, he went on board his friend's ship and sailed away. But as soon as the wind began to blow, and the waves to rise, poor Robinson was very frightened and seasick, and he said to himself that if he ever got on shore, he would go straight home, and never again leave it. He was very solemn till the wind stopped blowing. His friend and the sailors laughed at him, and called him a fool, and he very soon forgot, when the weather was fine and the sun shining, all he had thought about going back to his father and mother. But in a few days, when the ship had sailed as far as Yarmouth Roads, on her way to London, they had to anchor and wait for a fair wind. In those days there were no steamers, and vessels had only their sails to help them along, so if it was calm, or the wind blew the wrong way, they just had to wait where they were till a fair wind blew. While they lay at Yarmouth, the weather became very bad, and there was a great storm. The sea was so heavy, and Robinson's ship was in such danger, that at last they had to cut away the masts in order to ease her, and to stop her from rolling so terribly. The captain fired guns to show that his ship wanted help, so a boat from another ship was lowered, and came with much difficulty, and took off Robinson and all the crew, just before their vessel sank, and they got ashore at last, very wet and miserable, having lost all their clothes except what they had on. But Robinson had some money in his pocket, and he went on to London by land, thinking that if he returned home now, people would laugh at him. In London he made friends with a ship's captain, who had not long before come home from a voyage to the Guinea coast, as that part of Africa was then called, and the captain was so pleased with the money he had made there that he easily persuaded Robinson to go with him on his next voyage. So Robinson took with him toys and beads and other things to sell to the natives in Africa, and he got there, in exchange for these things, so much gold dust that he thought he was soon going in that way to make his fortune, and therefore he went on a second voyage. But this time he was not so lucky for before they reached the African coast, one morning very early, they sighted another ship, which they were sure was a pirate. So fast did this other vessel sail, that before night she had come up to Robinson's ship, 
which did not carry nearly so many men nor so many guns as the pirate and which therefore did not want to fight and the pirates soon took prisoner robinson and all the crew of his ship who were not killed and made slaves of them the pirate captain took robinson as his own slave and made him dig in his garden and work in his house sometimes too he made him look after his ship when she was in port but he never took him away on a voyage for two years robinson lived like this very unhappy and always thinking how he might escape at last when the captain happened one time to be at home longer than usual he began to go out fishing in a boat two or three times a week taking robinson who was a very good fisher and a black boy named jury with him one day he gave robinson orders to put food and water and some guns and powder and shot on a big boat that the pirates had taken out of an english ship and to be ready to go with him and some of his friends on a fishing trip but at the last moment the captain's friends could not come and so robinson was told to go out in the boat with one of the captain's servants who was not a slave and with jury to catch fish for supper then robinson thought that his chance to escape had come he spoke to the servant who was not very clever and persuaded him to put more food and water on the boat for said robinson we must not take what was meant for our master and then he got the servant to bring more powder and shot because robinson said they may as well kill some birds to eat when they had gone out about a mile they hauled down the sail and began to fish but robinson pretended that he could not catch anything there and said that they ought to go out further when they had gone so far that nobody on shore could see what they were doing robinson again pretended to fish but this time he watched his chance and when the servant was not looking came behind him and threw him overboard knowing that the man could swim so well that he could easily reach the land then robinson sailed away with jury down the coast to the south he did not know to what country he was steering but cared only to get away from the pirates and to be free once more long days and nights they sailed sometimes running in close to the land but they were afraid to go ashore very often because of the wild beasts and the natives many times they saw great lions come roaring down on the beach and once robinson shot one that he saw lying asleep and took its skin to make a bed for himself on the boat at last after some weeks when they had got south as far as the great cape that is called cape verde they saw a portuguese vessel which took them on board it was not easy for robinson to tell who he was because he could not talk portuguese but everybody was very kind to him and they bought his boat and his guns and everything that he had they even bought poor jury who of course was a black slave and could be sold just like a horse or a dog so when they got to brazil where the vessel was bound robinson had enough money to buy a plantation and he grew sugar and tobacco there for four years and was very happy and contented for a time and made money but he could never be contented for very long so when some of his neighbors asked him if he would go in a ship to the guinea coast to get slaves for them he went only making a bargain that he was to be paid for his trouble and to get some of the slaves to work on his plantation when he came back twelve days after the ship sailed a terrible storm blew and they were driven far from where they wanted to go great angry foaming seas broke over the deck sweeping everything off that could be moved and a man and a boy were carried overboard and drowned no one on the ship expected to be saved this storm was followed by another even worse the wind howled and roared through the rigging and the weather was thick with rain and flying spray then early one morning land was dimly seen through the driving rain but almost at once the vessel struck on a sandbank in an instant the sails were blown to bits and flapped with such uproar that no one could hear the captain's orders waves poured over the decks and the vessel bumped on the sand so terribly that the masts broke off near the deck and fell over the side into the sea 
with great difficulty the only boat left on the ship was put in the water and everybody got into her they rowed for the shore hoping to get perhaps into some bay or to the mouth of a river where the sea would be quiet but before they could reach the land a huge gray wave big like the side of a house came foaming and thundering up behind them and before anyone could even cry out it upset the boat and they were all left struggling in the water robinson was a very good swimmer but no man could swim in such a sea and it was only good fortune that brought him at last safely to land big wave after big wave washed him further and further up the beach rolling him over and over once leaving him helpless and more than half drowned beside a rock but before the next wave could come up perhaps to drag him back with it into the sea he was able to jump up and run for his life and so he got safely out of the reach of the water and lay down upon the grass but of all on board the ship robinson was the only one who was not drowned End of section twenty four